All right, so welcome back to the BMX in our blood. Uh, this is, uh, who knows what episode. It, it's it's not relevant at this point because I've lost track. But by the time you hear this, it's going to be New Year's. So Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I am here today with Nuno Oliveira. Is that how you say it? That's Oliveira? Right. Yeah. Nuno Oliveira? Happy Nuno Year. Yeah, happy, <laughs> happy Nuno Year. Now you got to wait for the New Year to put this out. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry. It will, it, it will be. I'm projecting. I've yeah, got yeah, this yeah. all figured out on the calendar. So Nuno is another BMX legend of the Long Island mid-school scene that now lives in Cali, uh, working for Odyssey and their associated brands, which we'll get into later. Welcome, Nuno. Thank you very much, and thank you for coming all the way out here from Connecticut for, um, for doing this. More than happy to do it. More yeah. than happy. I mean, how many opportunities do I have to interview you with you being on the West Coast? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is yeah. this is perfect. Good timing, because I came to see Soups yesterday, and I leave tomorrow, so sweet spot right now. Hey, that's, that's the it. beauty of Instagram, man. I, I just troll it. I, yeah. I see it, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I say, up. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Nuno's here. You're a good troll. I got to go down. There's lots of other trolls out there. No, no, I'm I'm a good troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a larger troll too, but uh, I'm not your normal mini troll. Yeah. But um, anyway, let's uh, let's start with your BMX history because uh, a lot of people may not know. Mm -hmm. uh, since you live in Cali, yep. and you work for Odyssey, and yep. you're involved heavily in that area, that your BMX beginnings are. Right here in Long Island, which is why I wanted to grab you while you were out this way. So, yeah, uh, home base. Give a little bit of your history from whatever point you want to start. Sure. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I can go back, back, and then just try to keep it as concise as possible. Go um, back, back as far as you want. Yeah. So, I grew up on, uh, I grew up in Levittown, on Long Island, where we are here today, um, and basically just I was just emulating my older cousin who was always into bikes and had bikes and would build ramps and just jump stuff um and i was just tailed him around you know um it seems like i don't know it seems like back in the day when you're just a kid pedaling around your neighborhood you'd always find random jumps in, in lots here and there you know so there was always be jumps and stuff so um yeah just got into that and then sort of like stuck with it fast forward um we 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 found this place, the cornfields, which we may or may not get into later, and that became sort of like our home base for you know us yeah. getting better and better and progressing and meeting all the friends that I still have to this day, um, and then um, rode there for many years. We built it up uh, with the older crew, and then we had the newer crew come in, um, and then from there that place got plowed. And then, you know, we moved on to Hooligan in Farmingdale, which Soups brought up in his. Um, and then that was probably the longest running best sort of spot that we had for a long time with our crew. Uh, you know, me, uh, Wild Matt, Snips, Framp, Carl, Cantwell, Nerdman, Fumio, all those guys. Rob. Kay, yeah. Kay, um, Oh, really? Yeah, so... Um, that's very. That's a very quick. That's a very quick uh, thing. But basically, trails the whole time. Uh, we we raced. You know, we would go to Shoreham throughout all this, um, and then in between, we would uh, eventually hit Sevs and then Oak Park, and then any place else that shows up on Long Island. So, this was early '90s, right? Uh, early. Uh, I would say late '80s. 
is when I was like tailing my cousin Ray around. Okay. And then in the 90s was, was like the golden time for sure. Got yeah, it. definitely. And then I moved to California in 2002. So that okay. was a good, uh, big, strong decade right there, you know? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So when you were here, you dabbled in trails first and obviously continued trails, but mm -hmm. trails came how far before racing? Uh, it was the first, it was the first thing like, you know, we, we would just jump at, you know, at the trails and then, oh, there's a racetrack out east at Shoreham. And we'd be like, all right, who can give us a ride? And we would just hop in and go. Yeah. Um, the sweet thing about going out to Shoreham on Sundays or during the night, maybe not the night, but on the Sunday, you'd go out there with, with your crew. And then afterwards, everyone would go to Sev's and ride, you yeah. know, like, you know, mid 90s and all that. So that was like really, that was a great weekend, you know? Yeah. Super good. Super good. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we've talked a lot about that in past podcasts because. Yeah. Sev's obviously was the one that is probably best known, mm -hmm. but um, and I gotta say, was, like, go ahead. Thank you for doing those podcasts because it was great to hear old friends. You know, like it was yeah. it was more than just like it was more than just like oh these guys are like BMX superstars or whatever. Like these are like like Soups and DB and Tara and stuff. Like those guys are like you know old friends, and it was great to just hear them like recount stuff and tell their story, and it just mm -hmm. felt really good and natural. So thank you, Joe, for that. Oh, no yes. problem. And soon I wrote to you. I'm, I'm going to plan a yeah, trip, BI. trip Midwest at some go. point and uh, hopefully nail down um, Timmy, too. Yeah, hell yeah. It, it, all in one all yeah. in one, oh uh, in yeah. one trip. That'd be, that'd be awesome yeah. if he's willing to do it. Well, Absolutely. That'll almost... Sorry to derail you there. No, <laughs> you're not derailing. <laughs> no, you're not derailing at all. So... You raced until all the way up until you moved, or no, no. Uh, I I would say I would say I would say the golden year of quitting ninety eight. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like I remember, I think the story like tells itself a million times over. Like I think I was at like Egg Harbor or something, and like I remember just like falling because like because of some sketchy rider, you know, like and and just like being hurt and like my shoulder was hurt i think i fell into like one of the asphalt berms or something i was mm. like fuck man this sucks and i was like it was like it basically burned came down to like okay now now i can't ride trails which is kind of what i want to do so at some point i was just kind of like ah forget racing i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ride trails yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. that's that that's basically my story like i felt i feel like racing came along with trails it was just something you did and like all my friends did and we just did it and it was fun and we got to travel um but at some point it was kind of like forget it i'm just gonna ride trails and build and do that that's what i want to do you know it makes great sense and in a lot of these podcasts it started it has started to remind me that we really mm -hmm. use trails as or I'm sorry, used, well, yeah, used trails as training for racing. Like we would much rather ride trails, mm -hmm. but it was, it, it was definitely one in the same, like you said. Mm -hmm. So when given the choice, you know, if we weren't locked into some kind of points chase of some kind, we would, most of us would choose trails that were truly into, mm -hmm. into trails. So mm -hmm. I, I totally get it. Yeah, and um, sure. definitely that's how I finished, finished my the first part of my career before my rebirth was mm -hmm. uh, was on trails, and yeah, then yeah. came back to trails. It's mm -hmm. it's just the most bonding place to be. Yeah. I think no disrespect to BMX racing whatsoever, but uh, mm -hmm. 
it's just a great atmosphere. Well, it's one of those things that you sort of like live with. Like, you know, you build your spot, it gets wrecked during the winter, you rebuild it again, gets wrecked in the winter, you rebuild it again. You know, you, you, you do everything you can to keep it in good shape and your friends come and go, you know. So it's kind of like, you know, you're literally like planting roots. You know, you barbecue there, you chill. You're like maybe some, sometimes the best part of being at the trails is not riding, you know, like sometimes you just chill. So... Yeah, all that stuff is very sort of, you know, important, I would say. You sure. guys brought it to another level on Long Island because not once did I go to trails in the 90s. Not ride. <laughs> no, and, 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 and barbecued. Uh, we, uh, we would ride and we would go to some crappy Taco Bell. Oh, sorry, yeah. Keith Tara, I didn't mean that. Well, we did that but too. <laughs> we would go to some crappy Taco Bell after we rode. But we never cooked yeah. at the trails and that that type of thing, which is which is fine. Everyone did their own. We used to. I never. Thing. I don't think I ever physically barbecued myself, but somebody always did. We would always go to the deli and buy like one roll, like a quarter pound of cheese, and once <laughs> and once like a quarter pound of ham and like one slice of cheese, and and make a sandwich for like a dollar twenty five or something. You know, like yeah, I don't know. Wow, and you're not related to Tara. <laughs> I'm not related to Tara. No. Wow. That's, that's weird. Maybe yeah. it's a Levittown thing. I mean, that was post World War Two. I mean, it was, yeah. things were tight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe you learned that. In I mean, we had we had no money. You know, <laughs> if you figure you could do that versus paying like six dollars for like you know a sandwich the guy makes, then yeah. you're gonna do it. Do it. You know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Man, I gotta ask you real quickly. What was it like living in Levittown? Because I've never been there, but mm-hmm. we all know about it. Anyone that yeah. studied any kind of history, I mean. Yeah, it was assembly line housing. You know, yeah. all the all the neighborhoods kind of looked the same. It was cool. You know, um, I didn't really know much else. It, it felt very, I don't know. It felt very Long Island, I guess. You know, um, yeah, it was cool. Not yeah. much else to say. You know, the, right. the, the cornfields from there were weren't far at all. So, uh, oh, whatever. You know, right. it was well, cool. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. You know, I yeah. you know you don't know much else. So no, it no. was it was a totally good modest upbringing yeah. it was nice it's safe yeah. you know we had pool nearby sure yeah we had friends so it was good yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's a super historical neighborhood so it's mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. or i should say town right I mean, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. a town but. and then shortly you know somewhere in between that whole that whole spectrum of time that i gave you before of riding like you know i lived uh in levittown but then i also moved to hicksville you know uh, hicksville okay. Long Island, which is the next town over but i got gotcha. you yeah that's it got it yeah so these are the pauses that I have to yeah, cut yeah. out. Cut. Uh, yeah, that's right. Cut. Uh, so you said that you first moved from Long Island in 2002. Mm-hmm. What uh, what drew you away from Long Island, and where did you go? Um, well, basically, uh, one of my best friends, Bill Dees, shout out to Snips, uh, he had moved to California, and he basically said, you should come out. And I was like, you know, I was, I was done with, you know, whatever, whatever college I did. I was, I was working at a bike shop at that point, Brands in Wontaw. And uh, I was like, all right, I got nothing to lose. I'll just go out there, whatever. Cool. Uh, he's like, you can stay with me. Like we'll share a room, whatever. I was like, perfect. You know, like, I was like, if it doesn't work out in six months, I'll come back, you know? And then, um, so that was it, you know, like I, I did the whole thing told my parents, you know, we got sad and then, uh, and then I drove cross country with DB, 
Believe with TV. <laughs> no way, TV. If yeah. This is all like full circle. This really yeah. comes around. Yeah. So uh, I drove out with DB, and then we ended up in Long Beach and California. And I shared a room with my friend, and we paid like maybe like 125 bucks each or something. Like we split, literally split a room. And uh, yeah, it was the cheapest I've ever lived in Long Beach. You know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. So you're skipping something important that yeah, we yeah, had yeah. talked about earlier, and yeah, yeah. I have to bring it up because I think it's. Well, it's important, and it's it's uh, it's a little bit entertaining. Uh, so you were in the sound business before you moved, after you graduated from college? Is that right? Yeah. So so I went to school for graphic design. I get my time frames mixed up, but That's I went to school okay. for graphic design, got like an associates in that, but I also went to school for studio recording engineering stuff, because I was really into that, that whole process thing. So um, I did that, and I got a job. Uh, it was sort of uh, it was a it was an internship, but then it turned into a paid thing uh, right down the street from where we are right now called Pi Studios, um, and then I worked in the recording studio as a assistant, which is basically anything from setting up microphones to uh, whatever, putting tape on the tape machine to getting food to answering the phone to whatever needs to be done. So did that for a while, and it was super cool down here in uh, Glen Cove. Is that still Glen Cove down there? Or is yeah. That, that's Glen Cove, yeah. So, uh, and then after that, I actually got a job in New York City at another studio. And then shortly after that, I did that for a while and I was like, I was like, this isn't, this isn't for me. You know, like I love the whole thing, but it was just too, uh, the work-life balance did not exist. So, if you, um, if you show up to a local restaurant with Cindy Lauper's credit card, yeah. how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh, I, I, told, I was hoping you'd ask that. I told Soups that story yesterday. There's a, a, there was a restaurant here in town called Tupelo Honey uh, that we would always order food from at the studio. And um, Cindy Lauper would come in a lot, you know, or not a lot, but she would, she would come in for whatever, whatever she was working on for a certain time frame. And so I went to the restaurant with her credit card to pay for the food. She's uh-huh. like, here, just take my card. Well, I'll pay for it. So like I roll up, I roll up to, to the place and I give the, the guy or the lady my credit card, her credit card. And she's like, you don't look like Cindy Lauffer. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I know, I know. I was like, I'm from the studio. Like I'm just picking up food. She's paying, you know? So. Oh yeah. man, you're the furthest thing from Cindy Lauffer yeah. possible. Girls just want to have fun, <laughs> you know? So that's that. Oh, Tupelo Honey. Who's saying that song? Man, it's like in my head. It's, Beatles, it's, like, Beatles song? it's like Doors or Originally something. Originally, it may have been know. Beatles, but um, uh, uh, I'm going to think of it after. But so um, I, Anyway. So yeah, after, after Pi Studios, which was great, I ended up in New York City, yeah. um, like just above Times Square at a studio with like big dog artists coming through there, you know? Um, I met lots of great people, and I remember I remember just being like, Mariah Carey was coming in, right? Booked under a fake name, the whole thing. Uh, we had to we had to buy humidifiers for every room she was going to be in. Like, she, you know, you got the whole rider. Like, you know, this you know, I want this food and blah blah blah. And we got like these walls to like so no one would see her and all this stuff. And then like she never showed up. And then. You know, you know, like the engineer sitting there the whole time, like he's getting paid, he doesn't care. But like I saw that, I was like, man, that's that's crazy. Like, that's crazy, you know. And then you know the hours are just nuts. And then after a while, I'm just like, you know, this isn't this isn't for me, you know. So then, at that point, my boy at Brands brought me on to like run the BMX department. And then from there, 
the, the gateway to moving to California and eventually working at Odyssey sort of opened. So that was it. So, yeah. When you moved out to Cali, mm-hmm. uh, you got a job with Odyssey then in 2002? Uh, I moved out to California with nothing. Like I had no right. job lined up. I had a job interview lined up with Odyssey. Um, so, but yeah, I had nothing, no, no, nothing set in stone. So I got out there and shortly after I went and met with the Odyssey crew and had the interview and all that stuff, you know? So it's been, you've been with Odyssey since 2002, This three. year is my 15th year. Really? Yeah. 15 years. Damn. That I know. is awesome. What happened? Where good, did the time go? Good for you, man. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Wow, that's like uh, half the life of that break set that I'm looking at. And that yeah. dino. Um, what know. is yeah. it? A dino? That, was, that was before my time yeah. over there. Detour, is it? It's 87 Dino Detour. Detour, yeah. yeah. Yep. And by the way, we are at the Superfly Studios mm-hmm. because this has become the like the best meeting spot to do podcasts with the Long Island legends. So, so to further the Long Island thing, um, yeah. I was working at the shop and... I um, there's also this Jim Bauer, who is also from Long Island, mm-hmm. uh, Rockville Center that we all kind of you know grew up with and rode with and raced with whatever, and he, you know the the, the chain of events is kind of crazy but like he he eventually um, was interning at Odyssey, you know through a friend he met who is now the product designer up at college, so I hit him up I was like hey, uh, I'm moving to Cali if you know of anything just let me know. You know, and he's like, "All right, cool, cool." Um, didn't didn't confirm anything, whatever. And he came into to the bike shop the next week, and he's like, "You know, I didn't want to say anything, but someone's leaving, so you should definitely you should definitely come in for an interview." Like I told, you know, whatever the boss about you or whatever. So come in. I set that up, and that was that. So my my job at Odyssey was through a Long Island connection as well. So wow. yeah, and Jim Bauer is still there too. So that's, that's wild. Yeah, it is wild. Huh. It's wild. <clears throat> I mean, there's so. It, I could just go on and on with the Long Island success stories. I I call them, I and mean, there's just so many. My friend Snips, uh, yeah, Bill yeah. Dees, right. who sort of lured me out to California. He got a job at Ride BMX, yeah, doing ad sales. And then at one point, Odyssey was his client, so we'd go to like business meetings with with Snips and like try to try to do this whole thing you know it was kind of just hilarious you know so you're across the table from your roommate basically yeah and he's trying to like be like oh you guys should come in for double page spreads <laughs> for all year you know and it's just it's hilarious and he's selling know? to his roommate yeah yeah exactly basically so but it was good times you know he obviously did his job took it seriously uh it's just the yeah, the interact the crossovers and are just crazy you know with with long island people you know obviously keith mulligan worked at the magazine sure. the whole thing you know yeah, yeah and, it's you crazy. Got, and then you got Robbie with Colt. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who Long else off the top of my head, place. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just such a testament to this area and, and why. You know, I, I've got endless people I'd love to talk to out this way because, I mean, what what small area like this produces so many people with a passion for BMX that right. actually turn into a career? Yeah, um, it, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's definitely. It's definitely, you know, interesting. You know, lots of people obviously are doing different things now, but there was great racers that came out of here, great, you know, trail riders, people who are now company owners, whatever, you know, like it's, yeah, it's very interesting for sure. Yeah, right. Impressive. Yeah. So uh, do you still ride now? Yep, I do. Um, it's very sporadic and it's, you know, not, you know, not like a every day or every weekend kind of thing. 
but I do. You know, I, I could still get out there and have fun. Um, the last time, you know, the last time I really had a good, strong sort of session was Saavedra uh, uh, did a uh, the River Roast contest out there in Riverside, you know, a month or two back and uh, just rode all day. You know, it was good. It was good. They have jumps out there. That's where S&M had their, their like, anniversary party. And, like, Milestone. Those jumps, yeah, those those jumps stayed there. He fixed okay. them up better. It was It's really good, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she pills in between, like, get a few sessions in here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's definitely very sporadic. You know, yeah, I'm not. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't sit around being like, oh, I gotta go ride. You know, right, right. I just go whenever I want. You know, right. Whenever, You're whenever. still feeling it. It yeah. feels feels good. Exactly. It, it's exactly. all flowing well for you. One hundred percent. That's awesome. One hundred percent. That's great to hear. I, I I I ride. I I have a Fairdale, which is obviously another company we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ride my Fairdale all over the place all the time. So one way or another, I'm on a bike. So yeah. it's all good. Which. We'll get into. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's get into the Odyssey companies now because yeah. that's um, that's going to take some time, and then we'll then we'll go back to some other projects that you've had in the past. But sure. give me the uh, the the Odyssey lowdown. The companies that are under the mm-hmm. the the umbrellas, the, name, the umbrellas, yeah. or you know, or maybe there's another umbrella. But anyway, give me that yeah give me that lowdown if you could. Yeah. So so Odyssey. Odyssey is is the main is the main company, mm-hmm. right? Um, everything sort of everything sort of starts starts from there. Like when I when I started, that was the only brand, um, and then eventually, Sunday came along. Sunday bikes. Oh, and, excuse me, one second. So, yeah. how old is Odyssey? Oh God. Approximately. Since eighty. I should know this because we just approximately had like, we just had like you know oh, early eighties. I mean, the Dino was from eighty seven, so yeah, eighty. I mean, I think eighty five, two, three. Man, I'm failing hard right now. We just celebrated an, a thirty year anniversary like a year, two years ago, or something like that. So, of Odyssey. Yeah, I could probably dig it up and find out, but yeah, it's about 30, 30, 31, 32 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, for that sure. would be, yeah, be yeah. about thirty two, so which would bring would bring you back to about yeah eighty. Uh, I would say eighty five. Eighty five. Right. Yeah, for sure. And did. They actually, I'm sorry to interrupt your continuum nope. here, but um, Odyssey actually invented the gyro, right? Yeah, there was an employee at Odyssey. This was before my time, for sure. Understood. But yeah, yeah. The Odyssey had, had, had you know Brian Skura or whatever who, yeah. who came up with yeah. the with the gyro at Odyssey, and yeah, it was the Odyssey gyro, you yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So Odyssey was first. So I interrupted yep. you there, but Odyssey was first. Yep. And then, then when did you acquire? Well, Sunday Sunday. Sunday bikes came up because we had Jim Selinski as a as a team rider for Odyssey, and he always had ideas. He was an ideas man. Like he always came up with something. Why don't we do? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? He's like, oh, I got a good idea for a frame. Yada yada yada. So at some point, it just became like, why don't we do a frame brand? And you know, you can sort of you can sort of head it up. So that's kind of how that came up, um, and you know, now it's still going. Right. And then uh, Fairdale came up, Fairdale bikes, which is like you know adult commuter bikes, road mm-hmm. bikes, that whole thing, which sort of started from uh, the same kind of scenario, like Taj Taj Mahalich, basically. You know, he was riding for Odyssey at the time, and he couldn't uh, he couldn't ride anymore because of his back. And he's like, you guys, right. you guys can't, you guys can't keep sponsoring me. He's like, You're, you know. So he sort of like bow, bowed out gracefully, and we're like, you know, we sh- you should still be involved with us somehow. And then, and I was like, oh, I always thought it'd be cool to do this. And then like, 
you know, Fairdale was born. So like the, the, the core, the core of the company sort of like helped bring all these brands to life, you know, with just like a little spark. So I got you. See, yeah. the, none of these were acquisitions. They were all creations. Yeah, it was all in, all in house. Yeah. Well, we actually, um, we actually acquired, I'm doing air quotes, people, sure. people who can't see me. <laughs> uh, we acquired, um, uh, G sport, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which George French did in England, right? Um, so we basically acquired that brand and it became sort of like another sort of wheel brand for us. You know, so he made hubs and guards and stuff like that, but he always had ideas for like rims and stuff that he couldn't produce on his own. So he sort of like came to us and Chris, the head product designer and George had like a, had like a, a bond or like a friendship through BMX board believe it or not like this is going way back um and they sort of like respected each other and then all of a sudden we just we just took on g-sport and now g-sport is still putting out rims and hubs and guards and pegs and stuff so So, we're busy we stay busy for sure for sure so you produce enough parts to make a complete bike not that you want to market a complete bike besides fairdale yeah um but you could build everything you could build everything through through the odyssey companies for sure Wow. For sure, yeah, that's amazing. And I do know a bit about Fairdale uh, because of Taj, yeah, and which is an amazing story. And mm-hmm. he's back in Michigan, right? He, yeah, yeah, and yeah. which I think is the most amazing story. He's an amazing artist, just an mm-hmm. inspirational guy. Yeah, um, I give you your company a ton of credit for just sticking with that because um, he's he's a sport icon as well oh. as I'm sure an industry icon. Absolutely, and. You know, and he was sort of the, the the brand identity for a while, like through his illustrations. You know, so that was that was huge. Through uh, Sunday or uh, Taj and Fairdale, like his his illustrations sort of you know sort of made the image for Fairdale, basically. You know, I got you visually. You know, right. obviously there's other people sort of like uh, physically designing the product and specking things, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, his visual sort of like hand style and characters lended a big hand to make that make that brand what it is for sure got it yeah i know during the tour de france this past summer he was doing some really funny illustrations uh that would that would kind of mimic the tour de france at at, you know during that that july month Uh uh and i actually wanted to buy one of the images from him and what i found interesting was he said it's not for sale. I'm just doing this for fun. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, and I found that I found that great. I I, th- I thought that was uh-huh. that was great because yeah. he he was he was truly producing because it's a passion of his. He just he just loves to yeah loves to draw he, or if you want to call it doodle, but I don't think if it's far from doodling as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he bought like uh, at one point he bought this laser this uh-huh. laser thing. Yeah. Like I think it might have been like a thousand dollars. Like yeah. that he could like laser cut things or like laser etch stuff. Like he gave me, he gave he gave me and my girl Polly this this hammer. He gave us a hammer and he wrote Nuno and Polly's hammer on it. And like I was like <laughs> I was like this is awesome. Like a Taj hammer, you know? Like right, right. <laughs> you know. So probably the only way you're gonna get anything out of him is as a gift. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> basically. I mean, you can commission. He does a lot of work for. Uh, he gets commissioned a lot for Bicycling Magazine. Mm. to do some illustrations so i'm sure you could pay him for stuff but yeah he likes the he's generous you know for like christmas gifts he'll give you like uh in the past he's given us like notebooks with like sure and and some art on it it's like damn that's awesome you know 
Actually, he did something. Oh, crazy, really... crazy! What I rented Taj's house when I first when I moved to Austin. Like we moved to Austin for a little while, and I rented Taj's house. And it didn't hit me until I wrote a check to him, you know, paid to the order of Taj Mahalic, <laughs> you know, rent. And I was like, God damn! I can't believe this is happening, you know. You Which know? we'll touch on in a Sidebar. minute because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Austin thing. I I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by, but. Um, I was going to say that uh, Taj mm-hmm. was amazing, and this was through Ground Chuck, mm-hmm. Isaac McRae. Mm-hmm. He uh, one handed flatties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's him. <laughs> one one handed flatty Ground Chuck. He helped me with um, donations for this past year's Scotty Kramer Jam, mm-hmm. and he connected with guys that that would he would have an easier time connecting with it mm-hmm. was all for the greater cause and, and it was awesome mm-hmm. so he got in touch with taj who took a blank skateboard and did artwork on it and donated that and we made a ton of money off it it was awesome. it was really cool so mm-hmm. he he's a he's a huge uh donator also so oh, anyway i just wanted to mention that heart of gold yeah. yeah he's great yeah, Can't he, say enough good things, you know? Yep. Totally. And, and let totally alone him it. being a badass fucking BMX rider, you know? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. It doesn't get any better. No, it definitely doesn't. So, all right, well, that covers pretty much the company, which is which is awesome because there's so much of it I, I did not know, and I, I yeah. apologize, but that's the reason I like to do these because yeah, I would almost rather be someone that knows you know, a very little mm-hmm. as I come into these than someone that knows too much because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it makes it that much more yeah. interesting to me. I mean, the you know, there's probably a lot of people in the general public that don't know Odyssey and Sunday are sort of under the same roof, mm-hmm. you know? So obviously industry people know and where we don't hide it, but that still happens out there, I'm sure, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's it's news to a lot of people. So it's all good. Look at Fit, S&M, well, which is all under... Yeah. Um... The building, uh, the building, S and M. Yeah, it's called the building. Yeah, whatever. But it's a um, distro something. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll cut that part out. But this is banter. <laughs> cut. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so, all right. Uh, so I asked you if you still ride. Mm-hmm. All right. So tell me a little bit about Austin because I would imagine that's this is going to be a good story because this may involve Texas toast. Yeah. Which I know nothing about because that was a time period that I was gone. Sure. Um, so Texas Toast uh, was the brainchild of Taj, 100%. Uh, I, I was not living in Texas for the first, the, for the very first one. So it was 100% Taj's, uh, Taj's brainchild. And then, um, so he put it together. We helped, you know, like I flew out. People, some, some people from our office flew out and obviously helped, like, whenever we could, but he largely put it all together, gathered the sponsorship funds. Um, and then as the first year at Toast was basically just a dirt jumping contest with the gauntlet of death, which is, which is an obstacle course. Like it's an absurd obstacle course, you know, which was awesome. Um, and we've kept, uh, we've kept dirt and the gauntlet of death throughout all four years. But, you know, from the second year on, we, we added like a street park, element to it you know so um to uh from two three and four uh you know i ended up helping out more and more because i was already in texas at that point and then the, the, the last one i i fully grabbed the reins on like just 
just did it and sort of like project managed the whole thing. Um, obviously with, you know, I wasn't working alone. Like I had, you know, people doing things and, and, you know, Clint's, Clint's wife, Jamie was, you know, working on permits and Bauer would be like helping out with ramp plans and core with Corrigan building stuff, you know, it was, but I had to like watch the whole thing and watch the budget, watch the incoming money, get money, invoice people, do the whole thing. Um, this was the fourth year. That was the last year. And then, uh, yeah, so, so so throughout all those, like, you know, um, I was involved for sure, but it definitely started out with Taj, and each one was uh, was awesome in their own right, for sure. So Texas Toast was, give me a little background on Texas Toast as far as where it was held. Uh, huh. You know, was it, All right. did it involve more than riding? Was there music involved? Um, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so the very first Texas Toast was basically in just outside of downtown Austin on East 6th Street, down the street from T1. There are condos there now, if that tells you anything. Yeah. Um, so there was a random plot of land. Um, he got, you know, Clint and I think, I assume, Nutter and Maddie and all those guys to build the dirt jumps and then Corrigan and them to build the um, build the gauntlet and any kind of random obstacle. I, like... Like Sunday bikes had like longest ice pick challenge and they welded together like four rails and it was like super long and <laughs> absurd, you know? Um, right. Okay, so the first one was, was down there. There are condos there now. Yeah. The next two were just up the street at a lumber yard, you know, fancy, fancy enough, you know, lumber yeah, yard, right, right. Crew Jones, easy exit, right, 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 that too. So, so the guy, you know, it was some place that. I think Taj passed along, passed and said, hey, it could be cool to do something there because they have like covering and stuff. So he approached the, the owner, you know, we kicked him some money um, and he let us use the place. It was, it was chaos. No, no, it wasn't chaos. It was controlled chaos. Like there'd be people sitting on stacks of lumber, like probably dangerous, but like, you know, it all worked out. It was good. But um, so two years at the, at the lumber yard, uh, the, you know, each year had like some sort of heart attack situation with like, torrential downpour and all this sort of stuff but it all came together um and then the last year was uh the lumberyard was like selling or something we had to we had to just move on whatever sure um the last year was deeper out in in outskirts of austin maybe it was still in austin but it was like deep it was like way out of town not way out of town but it was out of town uh, people couldn't like ride there anymore and it was literally this guy had a huge plot of land and he ran a water uh like a water ski sort of uh kind of park they had like the, yeah. the pulley system so it right. pull people around the lake you know there's jumps and stuff he's like i got a, i got a huge plot of land um you guys can you guys can use it and do toast here so we were like great you know um there was literally nothing there like we laid down asphalt uh -huh. like fifteen thousand dollar asphalt had to do to do the street course wow. you know yeah it was crazy um so it was that and you know it was like there was like scorpions and like fucking snakes there and shit but like it all cleared out and they built everything and it was it was really good um so yeah th that's those are the, the four toast locations yeah wow that's a that's amazing so strictly riding uh no, no other like music or anything like that that well, went with it. Well, yeah, I was gonna say we had uh, we basically had Steve Crandall and Daryl Naw MC mm -hmm. every event. They they came down and did every event, and they were awesome. Um, we love them, and you know Daryl always sort of uh, put together some sort of nightlife. 
you know, one year, one year we premiered, uh, we premiered BF it at, at toast, you know, um, nice. that was, that was part of the toast package. And then Nora cup moved from Vegas to Texas, I think for two years to do Nora cup. Really? Right. Yeah. So that was really good. So it was a great weekend. Like, people loved it there's all these little nuggets that you keep just dropping i know we got like, nuggets like they're like 20 they're not piece, a big 20 deal piece, 20 piece nuggets over here um man yeah, so so nora went there i nora believe Cup went to texas yeah, toast they left it they and left. now it's in england at hastings what what, what what's going on with this world yeah, go where the contests are man um all right yeah so yeah so daryl put together shows uh i think there was like a bone death premiere one year a helmet art con um helmet art uh sort of art show mm-hmm um, there was there was nightlife for sure. Daryl played a played a part in that. Yeah. So yeah, wow. yeah. It was it was a, it was a good package for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to jump ahead to an Instagram question because uh-huh. we may as well get it out of the way right now, mm-hmm. and it refers to exactly that. And uh, it's from Tom DeStefano, which is a local here. He wants to mm-hmm. know when the next toast is. So basically, <sighs> is toast would toast ever happen again, or do you think it's just uh, an insurmountable task? Or um, well, uh, yeah, that's, that's. I mean, the, I know you don't have a crystal ball. That's but the just... million dollar question. Uh, we would love to do it again. Uh, it might be better to just live as like a moment in time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, after the fourth one, uh, you know. I don't know, like, you know, tough times hit hit BMX and some brands had to pull out and, you know, some brands decreased, you know, like their sponsorship money. So it costs a lot of money to do toast, you know. Um, so how much do you think the last the last toast cost us? Would I guess? Yeah, what would you guess? The, the fourth toast? Yeah. Uh, is that the year you laid asphalt too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, then I'm going to say the last toast cost you... Between eighty and a hundred. Damn, ninety five thousand. Ninety five thousand. Yeah, yeah. You, that's that's a good that's a good ballpark. Oh, well, that's I good. Get, as I told Keith Terry, I get paid a lot to do these podcasts, yeah. so you know, <laughs> I, I have to be on the on the money with these. Yeah. Things. So so we need a lot of uh, so we basically depend on the industry, and the good thing about Toast was that it was a literally you know pretty core industry event, and we couldn't do it without our our peers, you know. Um, and we also bank on door money to sort of help put us into the black, mm. you know. So, um, so that's 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 the hard part, you know. Like toast costs money, and you know, full you know Odyssey full factory. We don't have you know, and we don't have ninety grand to just throw down at this thing, you know. So, um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. Never say never. But I don't think. I don't think we'll be doing a toast anytime soon. Right. You know, it, it's a lot of work. Like we all do it while doing our regular job. Right. So it sort of like consumes your life, you know, mm-hmm. like hardcore, like for like the whole, you know, for the whole year leading up to it. And like the last month, you know, like you're on site and you're still trying to answer emails and do Instagram posts and all this stuff. Uh, it's, 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 it, you know, it's not like super taxing like you're not dying but it's a lot like you're you're like sure. just like taking on a lot you know yeah so um but uh i don't know it's uh, there's i don't see anyone anything any new toast on the horizon mm-hmm. uh but again never say never say never yeah you know? right right yeah yeah so after gotcha. you know you know we lost we lost a few a few key allies at some of the some you know at like your your some of the some of the bigger brands, I guess you could say, with bigger pockets. So that was like a huge, 
portion that we would like be missing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it all comes down to, it all comes down to sponsor money, you know? So right now it's, it's on hold, but we had four good years and people still want us to keep doing toast. So right. if, if you miss toast, you can go online and look at some videos, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, and we did th- cool stuff too. Like, like vans was always great with like, like they, they, they let us do custom vans every year custom mm-hmm. texas toast vans like that was part of their like sponsorship like we would, they would give us like whatever a couple hundred shoes and we would sell them like so people have like pieces of toast out there which is pretty cool you yeah, know? yeah absolutely yeah. they yeah, yeah I, I i saw them do that with scotty kramer they yeah. reissued and that was just yeah, there's that was awesome they're, is, they're a great partner yeah means oh, is awesome for sure but I could I could definitely appreciate where you're coming from, and it's the reason why I, I I really need partners for the fundraisers I do, which end up being BMX tracks. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people people ask me, they'll say, "Well, why can't we just do it at a set of trails or something like that?" Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, hardly any trails are secure mm-hmm. uh, or legal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so much easier to do it and less expensive when you're doing it on the scale that I am, right. which is far smaller than Texas Toast. Mm-hmm. And you need uh, you need something protected, insured, yeah. the whole deal. So we do it at a at track, yeah, you know, yeah. and we just make the best of it, and and uh, it always ends up great. But I, I completely sympathize with the expenses because I I can't imagine doing it solo is what I'm really getting at. Toast was <clears throat> was fully legit. Like we couldn't be shut down. Like we had, we had event permits. Uh, you know, they told us we had to have like X amount of porta potties for the X amount of people that we had, would have there. So we had like literally a wall of porta potties. We had to have X amount of cops. Like we paid like one the, the last year. Like you got to have this amount of cops. It's gonna cost like six thousand dollars. I'm like, damn it. You know. So like, boom, we have to have a cop station at the front and walking throughout. So yeah, it was fully legit. So it was it was. There was no risk of it being shut down, so that's good. No, yeah, which is, but so, it's the whole, so it's the whole, but... it's the whole thing. Like Ronnie Bonner went through it with Roots. Like, sure, they did Roots, and then all of a sudden you can't do it anymore. You know, so right, it just happens. Yeah, I I completely get it. I will say, I think I think Toast did help sort of spawn a lot, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot did spawn a lot of local small jams that people ended up putting on, like that whole sort of like fire behind like just local random like let's get, just get some wood and build some stuff and bring people out like there's been a lot of that you know since so Holy I'm not saying I'm not saying it's all this but I think after Toast there was sure. a, a, a bunch of things that caught, came you, up you know for it, it, you know this is outsider looking in because mm. I don't go to every jam but I've been obviously part of a, a bunch of them and from what I've gathered mm-hmm. i mean you look at like the ghetto jam at, yeah. at powers Bike that's Cup, a huge part things of it like too. that yeah, yeah i mean those are things that that are very similar to what you're talking about all albeit a, a one day mm-hmm. deal yeah 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 in you know smaller time frame but yeah, yeah. um incredibly popular and people are still talking about it today so it's yeah it definitely must have grown some legs you know from that idea yeah i mean crandall too like crandall and fbm and their ghetto comps like yeah that was easily like you know uh you know a groundbreaking sort of like thing you know which which you know everyone keeps in mind for sure you know the thing yeah. with toast too is it became it became like a global contest mm-hmm. like you had x games level people that would come there um i think i was telling soups yesterday like I think it was telling you like Dennis yeah. Anderson like yeah. Anderson would come to Toast he he probably won street every year 
um, he came, he would come to toast and ride it like it was any big contest. And right. like the purse is probably like 2000 or 3000 for first place or something, right. you know, like he did it with a smile on his face and kicked ass. And like, that's like, that's when, you know, like people are fucking in it for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's all good to see. So toast was a good period for sure. No, absolutely. You yeah. know, I, I hope people keep expanding their their comfort levels and boundaries and and keep putting on jams because they're that's where it's at mm-hmm. and but you know obviously odyssey alone can't do it yeah for sure you know we've got swamp fest coming up and yep. that's that'll be awesome i'm gonna mm-hmm. try to make it down to that and trey jones who now does swamp fest yeah was always at toast and he was always a good fixture there yeah he's always jumping out of the park and doing all that stuff you know <laughs> right good. yeah it's good. so you, so you got a few consistent jams but uh more the better i yeah. mean and i i think nowhere and um uh gosh i want to see oh gosh i always forget where they are at dakotas or or what but they always put on something and yeah midwest somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. so it's it, there's there's little pockets of it mm-hmm. but more would be great yeah. you know more in a consistent you know some kind of consistent level would be great but, yeah i um, mean bmx at its core was always do it yourself kind of stuff you yeah know what I mean? yeah you, you need the big contest for professional riders to survive but right. a local trail you know fourth of july trail jam that happens across the, the, the country is always important it's always you know key Oh, on, 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 that's another level, but yeah, yeah. On, on that level, absolutely, those jams, whether it's a night jam that Cody Diggs puts on mm-hmm. or, you, you know, a, a trail jam at a women's jam at, at Bethlehem and Posh or, right. you know, high air at, at Posh or whatever, Halloween jam at at, at uh, Caddy, you know, mm-hmm. that that type of stuff is, is so important, but uh, I'm talking about event type stuff like you're you're talking about yeah. that's yeah yeah it's they're kind of the same they're kind of one in the same but mm-hmm. but you know different one scale. is the, yeah definitely right. different scale but they all mean something is what i'm getting at yep. and i i just hope that continues yeah for sure it but will. um so back to back to odyssey uh who so there's a couple people involved in Odyssey, yeah. of course. Who are some key players that most of us would know in in Odyssey, or maybe not know, but have BMX background? Yeah, well, uh, the, the 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 lead product designer, Chris Katsonis, um, he's he's uh, probably single handedly the person that's responsible for turning Odyssey around. You know, like you probably remember Odyssey, it was kind of weird and not nobody's radar. You know, like it was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, um, I think around the 2000s, it started it started flipping. Um, so he was largely responsible for just like making the brand what it is today, you know, like um, which is pretty big. Um, Jim Bauer been around there. He's he was he's you know head of you know art department. Um, always involved in that and team management stuff early on, and just getting people getting people on board because at that point it was like hard to get like legit riders for Odyssey, you know. Um, so he did, you know, Jim Bauer, uh, you know, and all these people are still involved to this day. Um, from there, uh, obviously the employees have, have, have grown since, you know, since I've come on 2002, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but you know, a lot of them are, are, are salespeople, uh, you know, Taj, Taj came on. That's you know, what's that, the that's, staff? What's the staff approximately? Staff size approximately? For, uh, probably like for all the companies. Probably like 
20 to 25. Which is good size yeah. in today's day and age, I, I yeah. think. For... We, have, we have our boy Francis Delapena, who is remote in Boise, Idaho. We have Taj, who's in Michigan. We have Walter Perringer, team manager for Odyssey and Sunday, who's uh, bouncing between Providence, Rhode Island, and Texas right now. And Chris and Jim and Barney and Sam and Juan and Mike Gons and Jay Dyer and like all these, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, tons of people, you know, and then that yeah. that almost doesn't even count like all the warehouse guys. Like I oh, could sure. I could rail them all off, but that would just be annoying, you know. Yeah. But, well, no, yeah, but yeah. they're all important, and I get of course, it of course. I, I run a, a distribution um, branch, and and every single person is a key every puzzle piece for everybody sure. Everybody is a key a key puzzle piece, you know. Like it's yeah. Yeah, I, sure. so I, I completely appreciate that. But um, but it's so, good It's good that our core has been the same for a very long time. Uh, it helps keep everything consistent, um, which is good. You know, you, you'd see brands kind of go up and down or whatever, but, um, you know, we've always kind of just been, like, straight and narrow, you know. Right. So it's good. Right. Yeah. So we kind of talked about who the team manager is, who is Jim? Uh, Walter. Or Perringer. I'm sorry, Walter. Walter Perringer, yeah. Jim, Jim did a lot of TM stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on and through a large part of, of the 2000s, you know, and then we, oh, had to, okay. we had to get a team manager to sort of like gotcha. dial it in. So I'm, I'm going to hit you with some questions that are more questions for him, but you may be able to answer them. Sure. Um, so who chooses the Odyssey and Sunday teams? Mm-hmm. And the second, the second part of that question is uh, how do you choose them? Right. Um, so it's a, it's a group effort. You know, uh, the, the Walter doesn't just put someone on the team without talking to any of us. He's not just, he's not just like, hey, Johnny's on the pro team now, you know. Um, he will say, hey, uh, I found this guy, or the guys are telling me about this guy. We should uh, consider putting him on Flow or Am or whatever. Um, and then, you know, we sort of like, we sort of see what we could do, you know, you know see if what we know about the guy, whatever, if we're into him kind of thing. And then we just say, yeah, yeah, cool, run it. Are the team guys down with it? Cool, perfect. Um, and, you know, there, you know, us being in L.A., we see a whole different crop of people than the Texas people. And Walter travels all over the all over the country, so he sees a, d- a bunch of people. So, you know, we could be in California and be like, hey, this – this this young shredder from San Diego or whatever is is rad. We should consider putting him, you know, getting getting him on AM or on Flow or whatever. So it's sort of a group effort, and we all sort of like discuss people and go from there. That's basically it. You know, the, the team riders could give us some input, like, oh, you guys should, should hook up this guy, or us. We should be like, hey, we need someone. You know, we got to get you know a local dude or something, whatever it is. We'll bring someone up into the into the fold and and see what people think and and kind of go from there, you know. There isn't there isn't there isn't sort of any random person that gets kind of plucked and just placed in there. Right. It's all sort of like rider feedback or someone that someone on our staff knows or that we know. Um, that whole thing, word of mouth, just right. homies, whatever. Okay. That's that's basically how how it boils down. Let's let's uh, dispel a, a huge myth among. Uh-huh. Mythbusters. Not, yeah, let's not. Uh, I hate to pick on on uh, you know the younger generation, but let's dispel a huge myth on what makes you an ideal member of a team, a team? like Odyssey <clears throat> Sunday, uh, because we've we've talked about this in the past with many people. Um, 
you know, it's it's not it it isn't necessarily social media following. Mm-hmm. Um, just give me your give me your take on the on on how you go how how a rider should go about it, mm-hmm. and what really is important and what isn't. Right. Well, for anyone young or whatever who's who thinks they want to be sponsored, I would say the first thing to do is to not try to be sponsored. Like just ride, have fun, be be sort of like a player in your scene. Maybe maybe um, maybe be proactive on social media. That whole thing and like you know people will find you. You know, uh, I know I know there are certain pockets of the country that are like easier than others, but for the for the most part, you know, if 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 you're like out there and good and proactive and like people know you, like you will sort of like come to the forefront. Um, and then f- I, I think, you know, a sponsored rider is basically all they got to, you know, skill is almost like a, just a small portion of it. Like they got to be cool and they can't be dicks on, on trips and shit like that. Like you just got to jive with the crew, you know? Um, so that's, that's, that's a huge part. Like if you can kick ass down a 20 stair, like that's even better, you know, but like the whole sort of like jiving and sort of unity and going with the flow is like, is like really important. You know, because no one's gonna tolerate you if if you're a fucking jerk. You know, right. regardless of what you can do on a bike, like no one wants an ego, nobody wants whatever. You know, like just just be cool, go with the flow, and and ride your bike. You know, like there's there's probably people on pro teams that people are probably like, why is he on a pro team? You know, but like whatever, he could be very proactive with the company behind the scenes, or he could just be super cool, or maybe he films, or maybe he shoots photos, like maybe he. Maybe just adds to the pile somehow. Like, that's it. You know, that's that's sort of like all it in a nutshell. You know. You know, on a recent podcast a couple ago with Mark Zulewski from TNT, which of course was racing, but this works exactly with what you're talking about. He talked about his favorite sponsored rider, and that was Jason Richardson because mm-hmm. the he was his favorite rider because he didn't have to do anything he was like a sponsor's dream where he didn't have to do anything to, he didn't have to instruct him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he did what he was supposed to do and more mm-hmm. without being asked to do it mm-hmm. so that that seems like another layer of it that's that's uh would be important to to any company but um the other thing i'm i'm kind of hearing from what you're saying and not putting words in your mouth whatsoever, but mm-hmm. it sounds like some of this comes down to maturity. And, you know, if you're talking about a teenager looking to be on a team that is, you know, we all know that teenagers, they, you know, they want it now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because brain's not fully developed, instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want it now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's got to be a tough lesson to learn for kids, but... I just hope that they stick with it because as they get older, and maybe it'll happen sooner, mm-hmm. but as they get older, if they learn that patience, it'll come to them, it sounds like to me. And yeah, from yeah. your experience, <clears throat> maybe the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like a kid can be young. A kid can still be young and be on a pro team if he gets loose, as long as it's not detrimental to the trip or the rider himself. You know, like you could still, you could still whatever if you want to party all night you know do it you know but don't don't slow the crew down at nine o'clock in the morning when everyone's trying to get going and and film or go to the shop stop or whatever you know like you know that's not like that doesn't really run rampant in in our in our umbrella um but like you know 
that could happen. Like riders, you know, if you, you know, if a rider, if a young up and coming, up and coming rider gets hit with like a, a frame sponsor, a part sponsor, a drink sponsor, a, a shoe sponsor, like his head might explode and turn into a fucking jerk. You know, like that's like that's like when you're like, you know, that's that's kind of what makes or breaks people. Like you gotta like pump the brakes and keep your keep your head on straight. You know, because you could you know. Obviously, if you're young, you're going to be getting, you know, all this money. I don't have any examples of this, but, like, that could easily happen, you know? Like, if you just get too much too soon, it, it could just be super bad. You you just mentioned pump the brakes, and I just flashed back because Kevin Robinson obviously uh-huh. just passed away. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. But he ran along with uh, Alyssa Mealy, uh, someone that he met in Woodward years ago, ran an exercise group that I'm part of. And um, one of his sayings was pump the brakes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when you said that, I just, whoa, right, right. flashback because he used to say that. That was one of his sayings along with fight, find the, find your fight, that type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. But anyway, pump the brakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pump the brakes, slow down, think about it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So what you're saying is, is hopefully something that resonates with, mm-hmm. with some, of these, some of these younger riders. Or, you know, even, even riders in their 20s, it still applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no surefire, straight way to like get sponsored, um, you know. But um, basically, you know, all you want to do is be around cool people who are good at bikes, and that's it. That's kind of what it comes down to. Like if you get, if you get found, you get found, you know. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Right. And there's, there's people, you know, there's people like Gary Young and Aaron Ross and all these people who, who are sort of very established right now, who are still kicking ass. And, you know, they're basically adults, you know, Gary's got a kid, you know, Aaron's married, um, but they're still out there doing it. And they're, they're sort of proactive with the company, with ideas and just being involved and just being down to do things like, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that goes a long way, you know, sure. just, just be involved with, with your, your sponsor and things like that, you know. Bring ideas to the table. Make your sponsor's job easier. That's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're... I can't say that enough from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Sport of BMX. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, brands brands are there yeah. to, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a double... It's a, it's a partnership, basically. Like, you know, like, we want to blow you up, and, you know, we, you know, we want people to know you're right for us. So it's, like, just, like, just be, be with it. Right. You know? yeah, speaking, speaking of blowing them up... Yeah. Who runs the social media for the Odyssey brands? That would be myself mm-hmm. and uh, Walter. Mm-hmm. Will also uh, chip in during uh, you know during trips and time to time. And we have our team riders; they have access to the account, so they can post random clips whenever they want. Um, but I would say on a daily basis, uh, I try to manage all those. One hundred percent for sure. Just, just just to keep them from going dark and like sure. right now I'm on my vacation and hopefully you know the other guys at the office are sort of like throwing up a few posts or whatever. But oh, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching. This, yeah, yeah, don't so worry, you're covered. I, I did Relax. A few, I did. A, I did a few this morning. We're good. We're good. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you're still working. So so uh, yeah. So it's uh, anyone you know. All the guys have sort of the login, so they can they can chip in whenever they want. But on a day on a day to day, it's 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 me for sure. Well, that, that, that's pretty cool. That kind of segues into my next question because mm-hmm. I was going to ask what's expected of the team uh, specifically to in, in the light of, or I'm sorry, specific to social media. Mm-hmm. Are they on their own with social media or is it a combined effort? 
uh, do you do you work with them on on uh, getting clips out there? How does that work? Do they post their own, or yeah. do you post them for them, or do you <clears throat> oh, both no. combine? No, no, the riders the riders are fully in charge of their own social media handles for sure. Um, and they're they, expected to do that as part of the sponsorship. Um, there's nothing saying that you you have to do it, but uh, you know, being active on social media, like we don't have we don't have any kind of stipulations that say you got to show an Odyssey product once a week or whatever, you know. Okay. Um, but the riders, if they have a signature part, they are sort of expected to help promote it. You know, so if we make a, a, a flyer for online and we give it to them, right. you know, we expect them to post it, and they do. Um, mm-hmm. And then sporadically, sort of keep mentioning, "Hey, my my new frame or my new mm-hmm. grip is out or whatever." Right. Um, but yeah, they're in charge. They're fully in charge of their handles, and they can sort of like post on the brands as well because they have logins. Uh, but they're fully on their own with uh, with their own stuff. But yeah. they're not held to a contract per se on something like that, which no, we're myth busting right now again. Mythbusters, we're doing mythbusters yeah, again. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, we're, I mean, no one's saying like, "Hey, Johnny, you haven't posted in three weeks. What's going on?" You know, right? But uh, but uh, you know, like there's great riders out there that don't post ever. Mm-hmm. You know, or they just post stuff that has nothing to do with bikes. You know, so there's no magical, there's no magical potion. Obviously every kid gets all their information through social media so mm-hmm. the more that rider is proactive on social media benefits them and and their sponsors so it's super easy you know do, do you know of teams that do it differently than you not that i know i'm just asking if there's uh, other teams that have that kind of oh yeah social definitely. media requirement oh yeah of, definitely yeah okay. yeah i think i definitely think some brands have a strict regimen some of them may or may not have been put on blast, you know, within the last year or two, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, they, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we don't have anything super, super rigid, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, Hey, that sounds like you trust your team members and that's yeah, a good yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, we, so, the, the only, the, the, it started, it literally started in 2017. Uh, I had to look at the label here to see what year we're in. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally started in 2017 that we asked we asked the guys to start chipping in uh, riding clips, you know, because basically if if you know that that just helps, or else you know we're sort of pulling their stuff and regramming them anyway, which, which is fine. But if they could just do it even better, just I, they, they I see a lot their, of that. Unfortunately, they just add their own flavor. You yeah, know? not so, with you, but I do see a lot of that. Yeah, like we we have like we could talk about products all day, mm. but that's boring. Like we want you know kids want to see riding clips and stuff, so we have to right. we have to find that balance. Right, mm. it, it's more pure when the rider actually does it. That's that's all there is yeah. to it. And, and if you regram it, then that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think if it is it's initiated with the team rider, I think that's. Yep. In my own opinion, that's the best yep. way to, to for it to, to yeah. transition. And it's fine. It could be a post that they've posted an hour ago. Like it doesn't sure. matter. Right. You know, we have a big reach. Like tons of people are going to see it for the first time. You know, uh, so that doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. you know, as long as they chip in, yeah. it's, it's all good. Okay, it's all good. good. Yeah. So, um, all right. So now we're we're off of the the Odyssey. Uh huh company and, and team, although we may get back to it with a couple questions for sure. Here. But um, a couple more of my own questions, and then we'll move on to Instagram questions. Cool. Uh, what do you think of BMX today? And this is referencing Racing Street Park. Um, now, I know this is general, so let me, let me be a little uh-huh. more specific for you. 
Uh, I don't want to feed you ideas, but Mm -hmm. it's clear that to me that racing is the weakest link right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a mystery to anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Racing's the weakest link, but... um, Weakest link or like least popular? I'm sorry, least popular would be the better way to put it. So Uh racing is the least popular, but street and park Mm -hmm. probably... If you were to rate them, maybe streets number one. Oh, parks street, two. Street, hands down for us, is street is king. So, so what do you what do you think of it? Just generally speaking, like with your own history and your uh-huh. own your own gut feeling, it, it, what do you think of it? Uh, uh, I think street riding is probably the one area of riding that massive progression can still happen in i know that's that could be that could be um controversial but you know i I, it seems like with street riding and people doing things switch and whatever i feel like i feel like the opportunities are endless you know there's only you know this is general but there's only so much so much variations and stuff you could do over a dirt jump you know and i still think people are really great at dirt jumping and doing doing crazy stuff you know you know obviously turndowns and and flatties and 360 flatties are always going to be the best but there are still people progressing but when it comes to like when it comes to street like there are people throwing in like kick flips in the middle of lines and you know doing shit fakie and switch and it's just like insane like sometimes i have to be like was that switch what's going on here you know Mm -hmm. so i think i think street riding really blows the doors open when it comes to you know progressive and that's without even getting into roofs. <laughs> I know. Well, that's a, that's the great thing. Like you have people who just go hardcore. Like I'm just yeah. going to do this crazy gap. Right. That's going to be nuts. I'm going to jump off of this, or I'm going to do this this gap to rail, the big stuff. And then you have people who are tech, super tech, you know. And it's just right. going to be like Smith nose bar manual, fucking switch ice, blah blah blah. Right. You know, like it just goes on and on. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, street is very interesting, and I never ride street. I'm not a street rider, you know. But to mm-hmm. me, it's it's really uh, it's really it's really interesting to watch because because people keep keep progressing, right. for sure, for sure. I got and you. and you know I don't enjoy I don't enjoy street riding myself. You know, like I don't I never had pegs on my bike. You know, I never you know obviously I've I've feeble grinded and, and done stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. that's not what I do. You right. know. Right. So uh, I would prefer to, you know, flow dirt jumps in the woods and have no one look at me. You right, know, but right, like right. When it comes to those street guys, you know, it's it's amazing what people are doing. Like mm-hmm. literally, like even if someone could just like, you know, nose wheelie across a ledge, you know, like for a while, like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that is crazy. Well, not not crazy. I feel like everyone yeah. could do that stuff now, but it's just right. like whatever. Like someone's going to throw, you know, a bar out of that. Or someone's going to throw a switch bar out of that. Or, right. you know, now, you know, Alex Schmalik is doing, like, fucking nose wheelie to, like, whip out. You know, like, just crazy stuff, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think street riding is the forefront of, of progressiveness. Definitely answers the question for sure. Yeah. Uh, so where do you see it going, uh, the sport in general, as far as... I'm going to give you some uh, some just some <clears throat> ideas with the Olympics, for instance. Freestyle uh-huh. being in the Olympics is coming... This coming um, cycle, Vans contest, X Games, that type of thing. Where do you where do you roughly see it going? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily have an opinion on 
you know, racing going into the Olympics. I think it's great that it's on that scale for sure. Um, it'll probably get people into BMX racing. I could only imagine, even if it's only like 20 kids around the whole world, but it's got to happen. It looks cool on TV. I remember seeing racing on TV and being like, damn, that looks fucking cool, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, Until they get to their local track and they realize the starting hills yeah. are a fraction of the height. Well, or unless you roll up to shore <laughs> and you're like, yeah, this place is sweet, you know? Right, right. No, but, it could go both ways. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, that that um, Olympic track is, is a far cry from what, what the local track oh, is, sure. is what I'm saying. For sure. But, uh, that's great. All, all the power to them. Like, the more yeah. BMX can be in people's faces, the better. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's kind of all it comes down to. Yep. You know? I agree. But as far as freestyle, though, mm-hmm. uh, where do you see it going with the Olympics this year with this cycle coming up mm-hmm. and and contests? You know, Vans, X Games, all that. Do you yeah, see yeah, that? Yeah. Um, that's kind of two questions because Vans and X Games are established. Mm-hmm. Do you see those continuing? And then the Olympics, do you think that'll... Do you think that'll latch on? Do you think that'll stay? Um, for, I don't know. For freestyle. Time, time will tell. And I think TV ratings play a big role in that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. You know, with the Olympics, I guess. Or maybe even with the X Games. But um, I, I think the riders have to see how they're treated. They have to see if they're into it. You know, um, uh, I assume it'll be all gravy, you know. But, uh, you know, time, time will tell. It's just like anything. X Games, you know, they ditched their... And now it's back. So, you know, it goes, it just goes in cycles. You know, mm-hmm. the, the X Games, from what I can tell, is, is going to be there, you know, you know, moving forward. You know, they might, they might ditch a discipline or two, but it'll, it'll be there. I, I guess that's, I guess that's my take. I don't know. It's, 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 it's just going to be there. There's going to be, you know, your simple sessions. There's going to be your Battle of Hastings. Oh, I forgot simple. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be your, and mm-hmm. then all the way down to your Swamp Fest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in right. Florida, that trace put right. on. So there's going to be all that, you yeah. know, and, you know, riders uh, are going to mm-hmm. participate however they want, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Obviously, X Games and all that is, is invite only, mm-hmm. but uh, but that's, you know, if you're well, a pro rider, you need that platform. Olympics, you have to qualify also, so what's the difference? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. the same same yeah. deal. It's exactly. a smaller pool with the Olympics, from what I understand. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. But um, I guess we'll both agree that... Um, anything on two wheels is going to help the sport so it's it's you know we can't we can't lose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh worst case it goes through a cycle and it and it rotates out you yeah. know in and, and so we tried it and we know it it worked or didn't work yeah yeah i mean there's in one way or another there's always going to be an event for bmx there for people you know oh no doubt the yeah. olympics are not the uh the begin all and the end all of of anything right. for sure i mean the olympics yeah. kind of turns it into like training and like yeah. diet and mm. drug testing you know like that's right. like right i guess i guess people who race are competitive in that way you know mm-hmm. but that's like very different than other things you Freestyle, know so yeah. i guess you know it just has to see how it pans out well know? it sounds like we've got some good people involved in the process anyway mm-hmm. with the uci so oh yeah uh with ryan nyquist and nina and nina petrago yeah, yeah. so i i think We'll get to the right place, but um, mm-hmm. you know, again, like you said, it's going to be the reception of the of the world, what they think of it, and and that'll dictate where it goes. Right. I would imagine. So Absolutely, we have little little control over that. Right. 
Right. Um, all right. So why don't we hit some Instagram question questions? Instagram. For, Instagram. You gotta love the gram. So these, <laughs> um, you know, again, this interview came up quickly because yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Superfly and his studio here, and yeah. thank you to you. Yep. And the internet. Uh, yeah, and the internet, and and me, the biggest troll. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so I threw out some Instagram, or I threw out a request for Instagram questions, and came up with a, a few. And Which I did not look at. That's good. So you're going to be hit. Yeah. You're going to be hit cold. All right. Um, speaking of cold. Could I please? Oh yeah, I got you. A freshie? Yep. Yeah. Freshie. All right. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. I'm. Believe me, I'm switching to water after this. So anyway, uh, first question is from Wild Bill 43, which is Bill Klein. Wild Bill. You know Bill? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill is. Uh, I think we all agree. We love. We absolutely love Bill. Shout out to Wild Bill. I haven't absolutely. seen him in a minute. Yeah, he's he's such a great guy. Yeah. Forty five and killing it. That's right. Forty five, <laughs> even though his Instagram's still Wild Bill forty three. Time to change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe forty five's taken. Maybe there's a Wild Bill forty five. Right. So uh anyway, will high noon make a comeback? Oh. That's funny. I was just looking at I'm going through my old stuff at home and I found some high noon stuff. Uh nah, probably not. Probably not. Probably high not. noon high noon was a right, like yeah, a give little, us a little background on that. High one. noon was a little clothing thing I did back in the day I, I went to school for graphic design like I said before and mm-hmm. I had to come up with a logo for something so I came up with a logo for this imaginary brand called High Noon and mm-hmm. it was an H and an N it was, I was pretty stoked on it and then Soups actually uh, printed up my f- shirts you know really yeah so he printed print, I actually found a receipt yesterday soups from uh thank you from from your first write up like receipt like soups soups printing like whatever 85 shirts at this at this price once one screen print for this price um yeah so that was just like a, a thing I ran I probably did like a few batches hooked up some friends sold some um it was fun to do and you know uh, but I don't know. They probably probably won't come back, Wild Bill. I'm sorry. Don't worry, Wild Bill <laughs> says he has a long sleeve shirt still. Yeah, hell yeah. That's so, awesome. I don't know if it's fresh, but he has a long sleeve shirt. I so really he... like that logo. So you just never know. But I, you know, I I can't I can't dive into a clothing <laughs> brand right now. You know. All right, no problem. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna have to alternate these Keith Terra questions because he's got he's got a few Keith Terra. So he's he's a uh, podcast veteran of this of this. BMX in our blood, so uh-huh. so he's obviously feeling comfortable now. Yeah, in throwing out yeah, a yeah. throwing all, out a handful, getting all cocky now. Yeah, he's getting super cocky. <laughs> well, we say salty. But Shout out to Tara, man. He did a lot for <laughs> he did a lot for Long Island for sure. Oh, no doubt. Him and countless others, but you know, a lot for right. Brian Nyquist. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No boxing match. All right, so his first question is: How stoked were you when you won the main at the '94 <laughs> NBL Grands? Dude, I, I perfected the Grands that year, I think. You won all your motos in yeah. the main? Yeah, I perfected the Grands that one year. Uh, I, I thought I think it was dope. Robbo was at the finish line saying, Uno for Nuno. <laughs> Uno for Nuno. <laughs> I so, was there. Yeah, uh, was that there. was, uh, yeah, I don't know, that was, that was awesome. Like, who, who you know, who thinks you're going to do that? But yeah, it was great. Yeah. Times. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny that he remembers that. Oh. That was that was what, in Ohio, right? Those things were always in Ohio. Um that year would have been Oh boy. That's 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 a tough one for me because I forget the years, but ninety four might have shifted to Ohio or yeah. Louisville. Yeah, yeah. There was one year when I Or I'm sorry, Memphis. There was one year when I perfected the grand Was it indoors? Yes. Yeah. And I remember the Foster okay. brothers had like shiny airwalks. 
Oh yeah, just patent yeah, leather yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Might have been the same year. I don't know. They, all the years probably blend together. Yeah, that, I yeah. think that was Ohio. Indoor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, yep, that was that was sweet. I, that, you know, you can't be pissed at that. Which had the did it have a bridge? I forget if it had a bridge. It had a pro section and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's funny. I know uh, Memphis had a bridge. Yeah, I think I got National Ten that year in whatever the hell class it was. I don't think it was expert. It was, probably, it, was probably, it was probably novice. You know, since you perfect that you probably went from forty to ten by perfect. Right, right, right. All right. That was good times. Good times. So, so uh, who were your early BMX influences? This is from Tara also. Mm-hmm. Early BMX influences. Uh, well, easily early on being a dirt guy. Uh, I mean, probably, you know, Chris Bennett, Sean Butler, you know, these kind of people. I, I'm pretty sure I started doing Suicide No Handers because of Sean Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. Brian Foster, you know, uh, all these rad people that I'm sure every trail rider likes. Oh, yeah. um, you know, PA guys, all the local dudes, you know, like all those guys you know all my friends you know yeah just that's it you know but people i looked up to that i that like ground truck was hanging up on my wall uh you know yeah bf bf is awesome butler was on my wall uh you know mcgilla all these people like right you know even if they only did x-ups like they could they could have been a nice looking x-up you know like that's all that mattered <laughs> right all right but yeah that's that's a safe that's a safe chunk of of, of rad people i would oh, call for sure ab- absolutely yeah definitely safe so I'm gonna skip around a little bit mm-hmm. here. That one goes back to Odyssey, so we're gonna go back to that one after. I didn't realize Super, you got that bounce? One was in there. No, you good? All right, so good. All right, how about one from Ronnie Bonner? Yep, Bonner. So uh, shout out to Ron Bonner. Yeah, absolutely, great guy. Uh, so Ronnie Bonner from Sabrosa slash Shadow X UGP X UGP, of course. <laughs> yep, Roots Jam, right? Yeah, yeah. So he wants to know what is your favorite non BMX clothing brand? <sighs> favorite non BMX? I don't buy clothes that much. Uh, my Maybe favorite, that's why he's asking. My favorite non BMX. My favorite. <laughs> like that's a really good question. Yeah, my favorite non BMX clothing brand. Oh my God. Um, because everything you wear is just BMX related. <laughs> yeah, it's right, right, it's right. right. All your friends just give you t shirts. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you know. <clears throat> Gotta you buy know. pants. I buy van stuff, you know. Um, right. I don't know. Like it's 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 it's. You can let Bonner down. That's okay. Yeah, uh, you know. He's only a huge industry icon. You, you don't know, have to answer the question. I mean, he's he's you know he's got a lot of streetwear <laughs> sort of sort of sort of connections and stuff. Um, and a lot of those brands are cool, but it's not necessarily stuff that I would I would necessarily that I buy a lot. You know, like mm-hmm. I like I follow the hundreds. Which right. I think they're really good at controlling their brand and sort of like being proactive with content and stuff, you know. But I don't really buy that stuff, you know. I think Supreme, you know, as whatever, as love or hate as whatever with Supreme. But I think Supreme is who who has what Supreme has, like in terms of like their shit, like you know whatever, like it sells out, like people fucking wait in lines. It's it's insanity. But like, again, like you know, like uh, I don't really buy it that much, you know. Or, or ever. Like, I still have a flannel that my girl gave me from years ago that's still running strong. That, that's about it, but... Not um, the one you're wearing. No, no, no. This is from... Uh, no, this is Volcom. So from, oh. from our dudes at Volcom. So hey, like, that's a non-BMX brand. Yeah, that's a non-BMX brand. Volcom makes rad shit. We've been working with them. You know, they, they hook it up, so... Yeah? Yeah. I nice. Mean, I mean, you know, I, I... 
you know, well, you I, I, say... keep, I keep it within action sports. Really, right, right. You know, so that's that's kind of it. Well, you, you didn't know? say Janko, so... Uh... No. So no, no, apparently, no Janko. No yeah, Janko. No Janko. You know, right. negative, <laughs> negative shout out to Todd Lyons. <laughs> TL, he's cool. Yeah, he's 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 the wild man. He's cool. T- he's cool. TL is doing amazing things with two wheels with with uh, BMX or I'm sorry, um, street. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, hey, it's still BMX. Really, the wheelie really culture. It's the wheelie really culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is what do they call it? Um, it's not street life. Uh, Oh man! Big bikes, wheelies. No, there, there's actually a phrase. A name, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, uh, I just, I just call it like yeah, wheelie, wheelie yeah. life, wheelie culture. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely, he definitely found that niche. That's for sure. Yeah. No doubt, he, he, uh, he really did a good job. With that. But clothing, but, clothing is cool, man. A lot of people make cool stuff. I will fuck with anyone who does action sports. You know, mm-hmm. anyone from, from you know. Vans to Adidas to to Volcom, like whatever, like it's right. You know, keep it within like that little that little bubble is fine. You know, yeah. So, all right. So sorry, Ron. I, I don't know if I have a better answer for you, but I did buy UGP stuff back in the day, so <laughs> that's got to count for something. I think a lot of us did. Uh, yeah, I'm about to buy the the, Sha- the Shadow Supreme chain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Breaking chains. He's he's donated a few over over the years for my fundraising, and yeah. and I've looked at Can't them. Get a better chain than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've looked at them. Most I important have, part in your bike, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Also. Yeah, there you go. You know, and the prep sponsored, right I there. The, <laughs> I end up prepping all our brands and all that stuff. So you know, it, it you know the bubble's pretty small. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So here's one from uh, Brian Can- Cantwell. Cantwell. And um, so, Brian Cantwell wants to know, how does it feel to still own the most stylish knack-knack in the Long Island history? Oh, man. Man, did I ever have that? Did I ever have that? Apparently you did. Jesus, the knack-knack. Yeah, I'm sure we probably had a few dork sessions doing knack-knacks, you know? Uh, Back in the 80s, you were a king if you could do it. Well, if Cantwell's giving me uh, some sort of knack-knack title, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. Uh, all right, yeah, definitely take it. Yeah, you you can't be at a good uh, a good dork fest and throw out a few knackers. No, hell, you know? Jeremy McGrath made a career out of it, didn't he? <laughs> I believe he did. Right. So, uh, all right, here's another one. This one's from Todd. He goes up under Element Friend. Hmm. Will the G coaster ever be released? Ooh, the elusive G coaster. I don't know what that is. I know nothing about it's it. A free coaster. Leave it up to you. It's a free coaster design that George from G Sport came up with. I know what it is. I will not divulge any information, uh, but I just think it's a manufacturing nightmare uh, because it's you know it's all from scratch. Obviously, that I think it's been sort of shelved for the foreseeable future. Okay. So the G coaster is on hold. All right. Yep. Got it. So let's go back to Tara. Uh-huh. What motivated you to work in the BMX industry? Uh well it's it was like it's just like breathing to me at one point, you know, like um when I took the job when I did the interview with Odyssey, basically I worked at a bike shop and I already worked with some distributors that, that Odyssey sold to, so it was like and I rode bikes, so it was sort of like a no brainer, you know? So it was just an easy step to sort of to sort of get in there. I had no I mean, I guess I worked at a bike shop, but I had no, I was thrown into a sales role. I started in sales. You know, I had no, I was, you know, fresh into like a, a big job, I guess, you know, doing sales and it just, it just worked out. So, but yeah, BMX is like second nature to any of us, you know. Right. That's basically it. 
hey, good yeah. for you for, for creating a career out of it because yep. that's something I think 99% of us would dream about that are involved in BMX and yep. the 1% pull it off. So yep. good and for BMX, you. And BMX, like, you know, BMX is, I went into it knowing that it was a job just like anything else. Like, I didn't think I was going to roll in there and be like, yeah, give me free parts, you know? Right. Like, you know, that stuff, you know, comes along with it, you know, time to time, but it's it's a job just like anything else. You know, if you're there, if your job is 9 to 5, eventually you're going to start showing up at 8.30 and leaving at 7, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's just how it goes, you know? And right. now with social media, it's like, you know... You know, I could be literally Instagramming from the toilet on a Sunday morning. It never ends. <clears throat> you know, like it never ends. No. So, so that's that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. Definitely never ends. Yeah. I'm going to do a string of John Lee questions right. because shout out to John Lee Oak Park boys. He's he's awesome. We yes. all love John Lee. Yeah, yeah. Another Long Island legend. Yeah. He's so awesome. let's start with. Uh, all right. Let's start with. What is Def Grip to those that don't know? Def Grip, and yeah. any plans to revive it? Okay. Uh, Def Grip was a BMX slash lifestyle slash art, music, whatever, culture blog, right? Website um, that Harrison Boyce and Rich Hirsch started at one point. Um, they started, started going it. It was sort of like open format like whatever like if you're into fucking pulling spring water you could fucking post on it or whatever you know <laughs> uh whatever and like they worked on original content and, and they made it look nice and all this stuff um and then after a while um it, it lasted for a while and then i reached out to harrison i was like hey there's this there's this album i think it was like danger doom or mf doom or one of these things like this this is an album you should check it out you might like it or you might want to mention it on the site or something and then at that point he's like Hey, you know, would you want to post on the site? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I fucking love that site, you know. Um, so, so they brought me on, and then I just ran with it. Started doing, you know, interviews, like all original content, and posting whatever, reposting uh, brand videos, web videos, working on photo galleries, like all that stuff. So I just ran with it um, for a while, and then uh, it was great. I think I think it came in at a good time where like. You know the internet was kind of fresh like people were still doing doing uh magazines you know which is good and def group came and made i feel like it made the internet for bmx look nice like the photo galleries were nice big pictures like the formats were good like all that stuff filled that fill that hole uh fill that hole fill that niche yeah yeah <laughs> fill that hole doesn't sound good fill that niche so so got a laugh out of us yeah so and when was this what, uh, what year approximately just, I'm, I'm terrible with years, like just 2000, like mid late 2000, yeah, like, mid mid 2000, yeah, something mid like that. 2000s, 2008, yeah. 9, 10, yeah. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not talking more than 10 years ago, right, or no, no, right no. about 10 years no. ago. So it was it was cool. It was really good. We had advertisers for a while. Um, it was you know I could post a random Redman video if I was feeling like it. Like it was just like I think that's what people liked. I think it was I think it was before Instagram. Oh, way before Instagram. Yeah. Well, you know? I think that's why. You know, now everyone just looks at Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? People refer you to... You don't go to Def Grip anymore because there's, like... Yeah, yeah everything's is online. That's yeah. that's part of the reason why it's yeah. dormant now, but, like... Right. But, like, Def Grip was... Sort of came up alongside the come up, and, like, people had referred to Def Grip as a filter of the come up. Uh, so you would kind of... Okay. You would kind of just see, like, the best of the best there. Yeah. Right. Way you know? better than the come up. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so, uh, so, and then, I don't know. And then after a while, you know, I think your patterns change with like social media and all this stuff. And then at some point, like you just can't keep it up with a real job. Like I only wanted to do Def Grip if I can work on original things, original interviews, original features, you know, um, along with reposting stuff, which is important. But if I can't do that consistently without big gaps, like it's just, I'm just not into it. You know, so that's why it's been dormant for a while, and it's still there. I still have love for it. Um, again, it it might be just better off uh, being dormant, you know, for right now. But it, again, it was a good it was a good moment in time. We did a lot of cool stuff. I got to travel for it, like you know, like I got flown out to England for a few of those Nike events that they put on to do photo galleries. Uh, Rebel Jam, like all this cool stuff. Wow. And this yeah. is all while you were at Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we were able to divvy it up. You know, it's still, you know, if I do that, I'm still in the, I'm still in the mix. I'm still sure. sort of representing for Odyssey and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, um, so it, the leeway, the leeway is is there. Yeah. It would be dumb to be like, no, you can't do that. You know, no, right, you right. can't go to another country to 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 be in a BMX thing. No way. You know, right. of course, of course, they're right. going to be cool with it. You know. Sure. So, um, so yeah, so did a lot of cool stuff. Um, but right now, it's just like, it's just you know. I don't go hardly go on websites anymore, right. so it feels weird to just want to update a website. Like there was a right. point, there was a point where we would post the new ride cover, like yeah. when there was no Instagram, like oh right. new ride cover. Like sometimes like with Albion, like we had exclusive, like you saw the first Albion cover on Def Grip, like that was news. Right. Now when you can just see it all on Instagram, it makes no sense to post it on a website anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So right. there's a lot of things that happen with patterns and just the way you 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 work with social media and stuff that some things just don't make any sense anymore right and i don't hardly go to websites anymore i see everything on my phone and that's yeah. it you know everyone's, everyone's got their own website now on instagram you know or, or everything's through an app you know yeah. it's so it's um yeah, yeah i can understand exactly. it's kind of ran its course during that era sure so exactly but it was cool people liked it yeah yeah chrome dad 2000 chrome dad 2000 we're in a current cycle of ground out <laughs> yeah. don't worry this won't run it, yeah. run its course too i'm worried about all the content i have on ground dead 2000 because at some point it's going to disappear because it is a cycle everything is a cycle i mean yep. seriously it's until, it, until ground out 3000 yeah right yeah <laughs> right exactly i'll have my own complete just, just change it as you hit right. yearly milestones ground that 5000 ground that 6000 if i live that long man there's yeah. trouble um but anyway <laughs> All right, so this one is from Seth Medeiros, who is also known as the Cody Diggs weatherman, if you pay any attention mm-hmm. to uh, Instagram Lives uh-huh. that um, that he puts on. This guy is hilarious. Uh-huh. He's he's a big digger with Cody with Cody Diggs. Nice. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, he's, he's just an awesome dude, as is Cody Diggs. But his question is, this is back to Odyssey. Uh-huh. Odyssey has stood the test of time. What would you say is the key to keeping the brand relevant? Uh, the key to keeping the brand relevant. Um, he asks good questions. He always yeah, does. That's a good question. Matt. Um, uh, well, I think for one, you got to give the public what they want in terms of product. Make sure it's good. Make sure you're not copying anybody else, you know. But relevant, I mean, I don't know, just just go with the flow and give people what they want. Make sure the quality is good and make sure it's affordable. Like, that's it. It sounds like you're talking about adapting, you know, adapting to, to the needs of today. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, just being careful with, with um, trends, mm-hmm. you know, trends that, that come and go. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So it's, uh, it's you know if people like if people are, if people are mostly running top load stems, you know, like don't put your energy behind a front load stem. You know, like that's right. just kind of how it goes. Like have one right. available, but don't have a lot of them. Like you know, just kind of give people what they want and make sure it's reliable and good. That's sure. it. Sure. Yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're all about fair on this show. Yes, sir. I don't know where the hell that came from, but that could be your new uh, slogan. We're all about fair on this show. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> hey, you know what? It actually kind of fits, you but know. you know, yeah. It's. Uh, I'll take that into consideration. Yeah. I'll go meet with my people and your people and <laughs> yeah, meet yeah, with yeah. Have both your people of our people, people and all the people. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple more from John Lee, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Cool. So um, he says, I vaguely remember Wild Matt uh-huh. and the Hooligan Crew having an inside joke about Air Portugal. Can you <laughs> Air Portugal? Can you uh, expand on that? Uh, I think that was my boy Framp that kind of coined coined that. Uh, so you know the Air Jordan logo? Yes. Uh, it's you know him dunking with his yeah, legs yeah. spread out. So at one point, at one point, I started doing no footer one handers like that, okay. and, and, and I'm Portuguese, right? So. I so never pe- thought this was gonna go here. <laughs> so people just started. That's not it. what I thought. So that was just Air Portugal, yeah. You know, one foot or one hand, they're just like up in the air like it's Jordan, Jordan style, you know? Leave it to Long Island to yeah. take a nationality yeah. and Air an, Portugal. an emblem I haven't, and, you know, mesh it with a yeah, rider. Yeah. I know. I haven't thought about Air Portugal in fucking years. That's great. <laughs> That's what John Lee's for. Shout out to John Lee and John. Wall Matt and Framp and anyone in, oh, involved yeah. in that whole thing. Oh, man. <clears throat> That's awesome. Thank you, John Lee. <laughs> Thank you, John Lee. All right. So, um, We'll we'll end on a little bit of a tough question, but how do you feel about the current state of BMX of the BMX industry? So this is somewhat specific, but yep. Yep. Uh, whatever you can do with that question. Sure. Um, uh, I think. Yeah, it's a tough question. This is could it be, this, soft? This is could, it? This is be, it? This could is be it going a good, well? A good part where you cut a lot of cut a lot of a lot of dead space. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, but do you find the industry soft right now? Do you find it? I think it's progressing. I, I think cycling. I think cycling as a whole could be slash. You know, it could be it could be anything from soft to even to a little up. You know. But not negative. Uh, well, I think that would be soft. Or flat. Or yeah. Or I'm sorry, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, you know. So I think you know. I think people are have you know tighten their bootstraps and make sure they're not being wasteful. Um, I kind of think it's on an upswing, you know? Mm. I know, you know, I know it sounds awful because I work for the company, but I know that we finished strong this year, our family of brands. Um, Mm. We finished good. Um, So uh, that's a good sign. I think, I think, I think we're on an upswing. I think there was doom and gloom like one or two years ago, Um, but I think we're kind of, we're kind of coming back up. Like I think I think it's it's going to be good. That but that's everything. Everything is up and down. You know? Sure. So um, kids are always going to ride. People are always going to be buying bike parts. Uh, so you know I think I think it's a combination. There's lot. There's small brands out there. There's big brands out there. Um, I think everybody is either playing it safe or they're they're coming out of coming out of a dark dark zone. You know. Sure. But ultimately, everyone will be fine. You know. That's that's really it. Like I don't, you know, road, road, and everybody. Like you always hear sort of 
things, you know, like you read, if you read like bicycle retail, there's always like, Oh yeah. So-and-so is like third quarter is down and all this right. sort of stuff, right, you know? Right. Um, so there's still some of that, but, um, uh, I think it's on the up and up, mm-hmm. you know, to end on a, on a, on a positive note mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, that's good news because yeah. you're right. Two years ago, I remember, uh, boy, I was putting on a jam and I remember it being really difficult to, to pull whatever I could together for, mm-hmm. it was for the Stephen Murray Miracle um, mm-hmm. Miracle Jam in right. memory of Dave Mira at the same time we were raising money for Stephen Murray. And it was tight. We didn't have a lot to give that year. So uh-huh. I could say that last year people were, were far more generous. So that's an indicator mm-hmm. to me. But also the turnouts have been a, a good indicator to me mm-hmm. and just the people that are willing to participate and willing to really, you know, put some skin in the game. So that's, yeah. that's good news. But I, I think, I think um, on one more point, like I think we are in a unique situation because we always have Fairdale. Mm-hmm. We also have Fairdale. So we're not pigeonholed in just BMX. Right. We have that extra channel of people who have, you know, even though BMX people do buy Fairdales, you know, uh, it's not just BMX people. It's like your everyday person. So we have that extra outlet to sort of bolster, you know, Odyssey and Sunday are like the monsters in-house, you know, but we also have a different avenue to sort of branch out, which is, mm-hmm. I think is important for yeah. sure, you know? Oh, thank God you're di- diverse because that's yeah. uh, that's the key to any business succeeding. And, and I can speak for my own as well. Yeah. Um, in the plumbing and heating wholesale industry is, is mm-hmm. diversity is key because we do everything from heating to air conditioning. So right. we cover, you know, we cover all mm-hmm. seasons plus, uh, you know, water movement, but yeah. everyone's got to have water. Yeah. You got to have water. So you should get into kerosene lanterns too, because, <laughs> because they're very warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah apparently we're sitting next to Yeah. For I'm the, freezing. The, you're doing well. But for I'm, those who I'm, can't see us, I'm standing next to this, <laughs> this kerosene fire lantern thing that Supes has. In his yeah. That's my special. My right. left leg is like right. on fire. <laughs> yeah. well, hopefully your family doesn't smoke because if yeah. they do and they light a match next to you, when you get yeah. home, that they're, you're going to ignite. News is highly flammable, right? Trying to keep you guys warm. Yeah, uh, no, we appreciate no, it. Soups, you you are doing an and awesome. And shout out to Soups for letting us use his space here. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Last minute pulling this together. Yeah. Getting the California man here. Yep. Always available, man. Cool. Yeah. All the time. That's it. Anytime. All the time. Yep. All the time. There's gonna be more. There's yep. gonna be more. We just, we're gonna gather the yep. rest of the Long Island crew before yep. we. Soups uh, is always gonna be a key fixture in the Long Island scene. So, shout yeah. out to you too. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Gotta have the old scores holding it down and and teaching the the youngsters the, mm-hmm. the way. Yep. Hope so. For sure. Yep. Maybe Barlow pick up a shovel. Work on some. No, <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. We've already we've already covered the Barlow deal. He posted more on some people dancing on top of a bar uh, yeah, last got, night. Like, he's yeah. He's got uh, cat Snapchat filters on his face. That are- yeah. Doing yeah. karaoke, right? That's not helping BMX first. No. I can tell, but maybe I'm maybe I'm missing the whole boat. Maybe the whole bar is going to show up at I Kiko. Pick on him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to pick on him, but you know, we we say this all because we love Jason Bartlett. Yeah, amazing. That's for sure. But yeah. um, any any uh, last comments or shout outs or uh, anyone you want to thank? Uh, I mean, that can go on forever. Just you know, thank you for doing this, coming out here. Thanks for to Soups for having us. Just I don't know. Shout out to Polly. 
she's probably gonna listen to this. That's my better half. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everyone at Full Factory, everyone at BMX, all the locals, everyone I grew up with, whatever. Like, sure. Shout, shout out to everybody. You know, I could ramble here for like another two hours, but <laughs> I gotta take a mega leak. That's for sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm right with you. It's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a race to the bathroom, but yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, you know, I appreciate it, and I yep. appreciate you uh, putting this together for me. You know, last minute. No, and not a problem. I, I saw the opportunity once I knew you were here from California and yeah. and I wasn't about to miss it no matter what. Well, I appreciate and, it. Like I like I said, I, I enjoyed listening to what you've got so far. So, you know, these things don't come up all the time. So I'm happy to, you know, contribute for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for all your help the past three years with the fundraisers. I can't yep. tell you how important that is because no um, it's one of those things where uh, we're all doing it for the right reasons, but understanding that companies don't have endless budgets mm-hmm. for uh, for things like this. Anything but, for a good cause or for a benefit for somebody is always important, no matter what. Yeah. You know, if, even if you're not doing it for the credit, like it's still sure. it's still getting done. Sure, you know? so. absolutely. And and uh, do I curse a lot? Have I been this is an aim to. Well, I have a, an option of making this an, an explicit content oh, uh, podcast or, or, or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty yeah. much all of mine have been explicit. Um, yeah, but anyway, it, we're we're covered. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, cool. exactly. But um, I will finish the podcast by saying that uh, with the passing of Kevin Robinson, who mm-hmm. meant quite a bit to me in this exercise group I'm part of, uh, we unfortunately have a beneficiary for this year's jam so um this year's jam will be for kevin robinson mm-hmm. so cool. um so we'll be talking eventually over time yep hit me up and um that'll be we're looking at the end of july and uh we just have to pick a location and you know it's in the works so we'll get some money to his family or whatever direction his wife would like it sent to Excellent. but um but anyway, Happy New Year, everybody, and thank you again, Nuno. Thank you. High five. All right. Take care. Boom. Soups. All right. Sick. Boom. Hell yeah, brothers. <laughs> <sighs>